Father God, and according to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this, that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because, Father, you have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. You sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open up the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that he might be called the tre- that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. We, Father, we thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of men's wisdom, but it may be in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, you're already here. Touch each and every person. Touch each and every household. Touch each and every youth and young adult and child who's even in the other room touch this entire community father god may they be forever changed as a result of this word that goes forth father god i'm expecting revelation visitation demonstration of the holy spirit and power as you see fit we give you the glory the honor and praise for it in jesus name let us all say Amen. amen now we was talking about my wife and i was talking about this the other day god says when you come to me in prayer my answer when you pray according to my will is always yes, but your responsibility to his yes is amen. When you say amen, what you're saying is so be it. Father, I've already made the request to you. God says yes, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. And you say amen. so be it. So be it. Now, Usually I will be talking and we will be going in different areas, but God says, I sent you there for an assignment and I ask God, what is my assignment today? Whenever you stand behind anybody's pulpit, you always want to find out what's your assignment for that day. He says, I want you to put my people back in remembrance to what it is I have said about them. Not what the world has said about them, what I have said about them. God says, everything with me begins with the word. He says in Isaiah 46 and 10, he says, I declare that you're in from the very beginning. God declares you're in from the very beginning. And from the ancient times, things that are not yet done. So God is saying, even before you see it, even before it happens, even before it's manifest, he says, I'm going to declare it unto you before it happens. Say, declare it unto me. He's going to declare it unto you before it even happens. And the reason why he's going to do that is so that when things begin to unravel and when and things begin to happen, you won't be caught by surprise. Are y'all with me so far? So this is one of those messages you're going to have to lean in in order to catch it. See, there's some things that are taught and there's some things that are caught. Everything that you hear or being taught, you may hear it, but you may not get full understanding of it. But what you have to do is kind of like when you go to university. You might sit in a class and a prophet's teaching about something. You hear the information. You heard it. You had some level of understanding. But you still have to go back and study so you can make sure you have a complete understanding of it. So when test time comes, you're already prepared. It's the same thing in the things of God. You can't hear it just on Sunday and think, yep, I got it, and you can walk in it. Are y'all still with me? 
Here we go. Now, God says this. He said this to me this morning. He says, my people are being destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. He says, the reason why you're not walking fully in everything I've called you to do, he says, because you lack knowledge on what it is I'm actually calling you to do. He says, and this is what he says. He said in Hosea 4 and 6, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected the knowledge I've given them. How do men cheat? How do women cheat? How do they seduce one another? How do they get off course? Because they have rejected the knowledge God has given them concerning how does a husband perform himself? How does he handle himself? How does a wife have, not take the spouse part of it. How does a man of God carry himself? Has he established boundaries around him so that when situation comes where somebody said, can you give me a ride? You got here one way. You can get back the same way you got here. Do y'all see that? But see, if you don't have that decision has to already be made before you're in the situation. Because it's harder to make a decision when you're in it than when if you have already said, you know what, don't make no difference. Who comes at me? This is going to be my response. When I used to travel for business all the time, I would go to different countries and different cities, and I had already made a decision. I would get off the airport. I would go to my hotel. I would go to my hotel. I would unpack. I would go out to go get me something to eat. I would go right back to my hotel. I will go to the plant to do whatever I got to do. I will go right back to my hotel. Why had I already established that routine? I made a decision before I got there so that no situations or circumstances could come up that could cause me to trip. I've been in plants before where somebody, hey, these people want to know if they can go home with you. Uh, we don't do that. We don't do that. Why not? Because we've already made a decision. This is my line, and I'm not going to go past it. God says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He says what happens, and according to James chapter 1, 22, he says more people, they, you have to be a doer of the word. You can't just hear it only. People say, well, I heard it, so I know it. No, you've heard it, but the way we really know that you know it, are you doing it? Are you saying it? Are you, is it a part of your life? That's why it says in, in John chapter 8, I believe it's verse 32, if you continue in my word, which means adhere to, trust in, apply it to your life. Then are you my disciples, my students, my, my, my followers, and you will intimately know the truth, and that truth will make you free. See, when you begin to apply the word of God to your life, that word, by doing the word, will make you free. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, he says, sometimes what happened, Father, and I was having this conversation this morning, sometimes what happened, we have heard things, learned things, but because we haven't applied it to our life, Things have begun to slip. Just like, you know, somebody who has, you ever had a slow leak in your tire? And your tire, you go, you put air in it, and you go out there, and it's down the next morning, you go out there and put it. You have a slow leak somewhere, and he says, and what's happening in the body of Christ, he says, people are beginning to let things slip. And then Pastor, he said this to me this morning, I had a pause. But station identification. He says the reason why my people are also are being destroyed for their lack of knowledge, he says, because they have a indifference to my word. He says there are indifference to my word. I said indifference to the word. He says they have uh, the word for a diff- definition for a dif- 
uh, indifference is a neutrality of mind between different persons or things, a state in which the mind is not inclined to one side or the other. You have no opinion on it. So when somebody comes to you about a situation because you have not made the word of God your standard, you, you don't, you're indifferent. You don't have an opinion one way or another. Are you with me so far? Yes, sir. And this is the reason why we're saying it. He says the reason why I want you to tell them is at the very beginning. He says so we can get all that stuff identified first because, you know, the only way you you ever notice when they get ready to rebuild a house, they tear down the old before they start building onto the new. He says people are being destroyed for their lack of knowledge. They're hearing the word, but they're not always doing the word. And the reason why they're not always doing the word is because they are indifferent to my word. They take my word as a suggestion, not as a command. I love y'all. I know y'all love me too. Because y'all looking at me right now like, mm, next time he's coming, Lord Jesus, I'm missing you. <laughs> now, my assignment here this morning was to let you know you were made to dominate. See, when you look at that sign, dominion, you know what dominion means? To rule. You are to rule, which means... He says this. He says in Luke chapter 10, he says, when somebody looked at me and said, made to dominate, what you mean? He said this. He's, Jesus said this to his disciples, which you are his disciples. He says in Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you authority. And I'm giving you this authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. How many things can hurt you? Nothing. When you operate according in the authority that God has given you. God says more people are talking to him about the mountain than they're talking to the mountain about him. He says, I have given you authority over the situation. Did he demonstrate that with Moses? Moses came to God. God, what you going to do? Don't you see these people coming out to me? He got this real seat. He says, why are you talking to me about it when you have the power in your hand? And God is saying that to many people today. Why are you talking to me about the situation when I've already given you the authority? I've already given you the power. I've already given you my word to say to that situation. And you're still sitting back waiting on me to do what I've already empowered you to do. Are y'all with me so far? Yes, sir. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. you were made, you were made to, dominate. to dominate. Now, to have authority, that word authority is, is delegated power. You have delegated power. And when it says trample, that means you are to trample and keep the adversary under your feet. And how do you do it? I know you was going to ask me. I'm going to tell you. When you're talking about dominate, you're talking about to rule. You are to govern. You are to prevail. So when you go out of these doors, see, this is, we call this the embassy. And see, this is an embassy. And you all are a, a group of diplomats that have been come to the embassy to be trained according to the kingdom of God. And when you learn how to operate according to the kingdom of God, when you go back out those doors, you are to go out as, as representatives of the kingdom of God. 
No disrespect, you're not a representative of Nigeria, you're not a representative of Uganda, you're not a representative of Canada, you're not a representative of America, you're not a representative of any of those things. When you came into the kingdom of God, he says, I need you to go out and represent the kingdom of God. That's the only kingdom that you are to represent. Because, see, it's like this. When I came from the States, my wife and I used to have these conversations about I used to compare everything to the States, even though I was physically in Canada, living in Canada. And she said to me one day, "What well, the most great amount of love, what does that have to do with where you are today? Mm-hmm. And God is saying the exact same thing. What does that have, where you came from, as a citizen of my kingdom, what does that have to do with where you're at today? Because the laws of Nigeria don't work in Canada. But the laws of the kingdom will work in Canada. The laws of the kingdom will work in Nigeria. The laws of the kingdom will work in the States. The laws of the kingdom will work wherever you go. He says, so if you limit me to only what it is that you already know, you'll never go any further. You will be getting dominated by what I've already created you to dominate. Do I have your attention? Y'all interested? Now, I ain't talking about just the church. I mean, everybody act like y'all got sense at church. I want to see you on Thursday about 2 o'clock when somebody cut you off in traffic. (laughs) Let me ride in the car with you. Let's see how saved you are then. How do you know God created you to dominate? Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, God says this was my original plan. And Jesus came to restore that plan. He says this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. He says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and in according to our likeness, and let them have what? Dominion. Dominion. He says, Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, of the air, and over the cattle, and on, over the earth. Over what? All the earth. Over what? All the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So if you're dealing with a creep, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, So God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. He created him male and female. He created them. Another time, another service. Then God blessed them and God said, remember, he declares the, the end from the very beginning. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it, and do what? Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that walks on the earth. What does that word dominion mean again? Rule, to reign, to prevail, to overtake. Now, when he says, I want you to be fruitful, he says, I want you to keep on producing. When he says, I want you to multiply, he says, I want you to keep on increasing. When he says, I want you to replenish, I want you to fill and refill. But when he talks about, I want you to subdue it, he says, I want you to conquer by force or the exertion of superior power and bring into permanent subjection to reduce under dominion. In other words, I want you to be able to walk into a situation and circumstance, operate according to my kingdom way of doing things, and you will change the whole dynamics of the situation and circumstance. So when you talk about finances, yeah, hey, the world has their way of doing things on buying and sell and debt. He says, but when you go in, you're going to go in with that mindset where everything in the kingdom of God operates according to Genesis 28. Seed, time, and harvest. We're going to teach you how to seed, how to sow, 
I'm going to teach you get a seed. Then you got to sow the seed. Just to have the seed and never sow the seed does not bring forth the harvest. God says, I have got many people who, are, who have seeds. They're hoarding their seeds. And that's what the world does. When they get in trouble, they hoard all their seed. And when you're not pushed sowing into their system, the system begins to fail. And that's how you end up with inflation and depressions and recessions. And people are like, I don't understand how all this is going on. But if you're a citizen of the kingdom of God and you understand God's way of doing things, you understand exactly what's going on. There, as long as you stop feeding that machine, that machine begins to starve. And that machine begins to die. But God says, I'm going to train you to do it my way. The kingdom way. That's the purpose of influencers. To teach you how to do it God's way. So when you, how did, how did, how could Joseph in the middle of a famine, he was a slave, but God put him in Potiphar's house, but God was with him. And because God was with him, God caused everything he set his hands to prosper. In fact, God was with Joseph to the point that even Joseph's master could see God was with him. Do y'all see that? So when you go to your job, you should be the most productive, the most on time, the most uh, one of excellence. Does not mean per- excellence does not mean perfection. Excellence is I have an attitude that I'm going to glorify God in how I do my job. I'm going to glorify God when I go to school. I'm going to glorify God when I'm in my neighborhood because I'm operating according to the kingdom. And because his master could see that God was with him, it made all that he set his hands to to prosper, and Joseph got promoted. But that was just Joseph's training ground. So your job right now is just your training ground. And the reason why it's training ground is because he has something much better for you to do, but he's got to work out all those character issues first. He's got to get you to do it the kingdom way, not the world's way, not no disrespect, no, not the Nigerian way, <laughs> not the Uganda way, mm-hmm. not the Philippine way. Mm-hmm. I need you to do it. God says, I need you to do it my way. Because, see, the world system, according to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 24, the world system is destined to fail. Mm-hmm. It's not that it might fail. It's going to fail. Can I tell you, can I tell you something real quick? And I'm about to wrap myself up. The reason why God has such a push on it about the kingdom message right now is because there's something that's coming. Hey. It's coming. It's not that it might. I'm not even. I'm not even right prophesying. I'm telling you, it's coming. He says, and your world's way of doing things won't work. Hey. When it says in Isaiah 60, and it says 61, it says, arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And he says, but God's glory shall be seen upon you and people will be drawn to that light. God's preparing you now so people will be drawn to your light. But if you don't understand that you were made to dominate. You were made to dominate. You were made to rule. You were made to reign. See, in fact, how do you know? That God wanted us to do that. Well, Psalms 115 says that how God created the heavens and the earth. The, the heavens God kept, but the earth he gave to men. God says, I've given you, a, he said, I've given you a dominion over the works of my hands. 
Even the angels are in heaven looking at you like, what is this person? Who are these people that you're so mindful of, that you're thinking of them? And he, he said, you have made them a little lower than yourself. He says, and you have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You don't have authority over another person's spirit. But you do have authority over that light, Bill. You do have authority over that lust. You do have authority over that food that you know you're not supposed to be eating, but it keeps talking to you in the midnight hour. You do have authority over whether you're going to operate according to the kingdom of God. Jesus came to restore the kingdom of God back into the earth. When you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have the kingdom of God. Where's the kingdom of God right now? And as we by and by, if you're born again, the kingdom of God is on the inside of you now. And whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. But whatever you allow or loose on earth is loose in heaven. So if you got some stuff that you ain't liking in your life, why are you still talking to God about it? God says, I gave you the authority. Oh, if you don't like it, I bind, I, I bind that in the name of Jesus. I told, I told my wife, I call her Debbie. Debbie is a Debbie, uh, little Debbie Cakes. <laughs> I was walking through the aisle one day, and little Debbie was trying to text message me like, Psst. I'm right here, come over and get me. I said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you have no authority over me, Debbie. I take, a, I take authority over you. Who am I really talking to? That spirit of gluttony. That was trying to tell me it's okay for you to keep eating because hey, just it's your body, do what you want to do. But my Bible still tells me in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20, it says, You you are not your own, you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify me and your spirit and body, which belongs to me. So y'all see this. You cannot sit there with your mouth closed and expect your situation to change when God says, I've already given you the authority. I've already made you to rule. I've already made you to reign. I've already made you to dominate the situation and circumstance. Do y'all see that? Why do you add, so stop talking about where you from. Cool, I, I tell people, I'm from Alabama. They always ask, you know, why you got that funny accent? I'm like, you do realize you're Nigerian, right? <laughs> <laughs> Or why do you talk like that? I'm like, you do realize you're Canadian. I mean, or Jamaicans are really funny. Hey, man, why do you talk like that? I'm like, yo, bro, have you heard how you talk? I'm, I'm just saying. These people can understand what I'm saying. God made you to dominate. He says, how does that work, Pastor? How does that work? Mark 11, 22. He, Jesus says, have the faith of God. If you say unto this mountain, mountain, whatever your mountain might be, mountain of sickness and disease, mountain of division, mountain of fear. Oh, Lord, yep. He says, for many people here, it's fear. You are allowing fear to dictate how you're going to operate. He says, when you say fear, I speak to you now in the name of Jesus. I bind you in Jesus' name. You will cease in your operations. You will desist in your maneuvers against me. Guess what that fear has to do? If you said it out of your mouth and you believe it in your heart, that fear will cease and it has to go. Do y'all see that? 
But if you say nothing and it keeps coming at you and you see God, God do something. God said you do something. No, God, you do something. You won't read one scripture in the New Testament that says God ever did anything about the devil. But you will read where he gave you authority for you to do something about the devil. Did you know poverty and lack is a spirit? But what they're going to teach you through influencers is that you have authority over there. You will cease. You will desist. And you can have a poverty mentality and don't even realize it. Or you can be bowing your knee, and this is where I'm really going to stop, at the altar of mammon. Mammon is, an, is a god. Which means that I bow my knee and God says, are you a slave to the system? Which means you're a slave to the world system that you will do what you'll get up early, you will stay there late, you'll comb your hair, you'll brush your teeth, you put on your nice clothes and all that to get to work on time so you can get that paycheck, but you won't do the same thing to come to my house yeah. where I can teach you how to operate, dominate that situation where now you're free from their system, but you're operating fully at mine. You want to draw people to Christ? Let them see the Christ in you. You want to draw people to Christ? Stop talking about all the power that you have and let them see it manifested in your life. How are they going to see it manifested in your life? When you begin to dominate. When you begin to walk in the authority that's been given to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you.